The Cinderella story for the Florida Panthers continues with their ticket officially punched to the Stanley Cup final, but we're left to pick up the pieces of what's going on with the Carolina Hurricanes and their exit. We got a Game 4 Eastern Conference final recap and an assessment of all the Carolina Hurricanes fantasy value. Plus, we got to talk a little bit about who the Florida Panthers are better suited to face in this Cup final. Thank you for joining us for Friday's episode. Let's get right to it. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We slugged it out. We made it through another week, people. Happy Friday and welcome back inside the lab. That is the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Thank you for making us your first listen every single day. And I got to let y'all know today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL. And when you enter promo code locked on NHL, they're going to throw you in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. I've been loving mine. I know Steele's using his every day to stay hydrated. I got a few wobbly pops mixed up on the weekends in mind, Steele. But more importantly, as we head into the weekend, we could be headed into a very spicy Stanley Cup final. We are recording a little bit early, but we want to talk about what team the Florida Panthers are better suited to face because if the Dallas Stars eke out a win tonight, we could be talking about another interesting series. So who is it? Is it Knights? Is it Stars? We're going to break that down. But I think a little bit more interestingly, Steel, we got to dismantle this Carolina Hurricane situation. Game four Eastern Conference final recap. And we're going to look ahead to the next season's roster breakdown and fantasy value for this Hurricane squad. A lot of changes upcoming, but Steele, I'll throw it right over to you. Kick it off. Game four Eastern Conference final recap. Again, Matthew Kachuk's energy takes over this game, and I think the Carolina Hurricanes, who did dictate play at a lot of times in this series, just wasn't ready to handle it. Sergei Bobrovsky, that's the game changer in this series right here. But, you know, obviously the Carolina Hurricanes were finally able to get to him a little bit. First time he's allowed three goals uh, in, a, in a game since game seven against the Boston Bruins in round one. So they were able to get to him a little bit more than what we saw in the first three games. But you're right, Matthew Kachuk, the energy that he brings, the clutchness, the game-winning goals that he's been doing this entire series, but all playoffs long, setting up his teammates for game winners as well. He's been getting it done. Uh, he's been getting it done for the Florida Panthers. And those two guys, Matthew Kachuk, Sergey Bobrovsky, we've pretty much been talking about, mm -hmm. uh, about them all week. For me, for the Carolina Hurricanes, though, it's honestly quite sad. I sent this message to you earlier. Three times uh, the Carolina Hurricanes have made it to the Eastern Conference Finals since 2009. And every single time they've made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, they've been swept. 2009 against the Pittsburgh Penguins, 2019 against the Boston Bruins, and now 2023 against the Florida Panthers. So yeah. uh, something is, is not adding up quite well for the Carolina Hurricanes when they are able to make a deep playoff run, which they have been able to do over the last five years. But again, it comes down to the game plan of Paul Maurice and those two players, Bobrovsky and, and Kachuk, getting it done. Florida did exactly what they've done pretty much all playoffs long. Score first, score early, and then relentless pressure in keeping and holding that lead and even getting to the final minutes of the game. And I have a question, just a simple question for you. 
how many times how many times do you think the florida panthers scored within the first three minutes or last three minutes of a period so far this postseason knowing that it's a lot i'll say nine 17 times wow 17 times the florida panthers have scored within the first three minutes or the last three minutes of a period. I know obviously there's three three periods per game, and they've played, what, 16 games now. But still, to score hey. 17 goals to start a period or to mm-hmm. finish a period, that just shows the, the relentless Back-breaking pressure. Backbreaking, too. Yeah, backbreaking, the relentless mm-hmm. pressure, the quick starts that Paul mm-hmm. Maurice has his guys going at right now. And again, you talk about Matthew Kachuk and the clutchness, scoring with five seconds, under five seconds in game four. Um you know, tough, tough penalty to take from Jordan Stahl tripping with, you know, a tripping True. penalty with under a minute and a half in the game. Tough the call, too. Period. Tough call. Tough call, but it's a tripping call. It was a penalty. It is. You it have, is. You have to call that. It is. But, yep. you know, as a captain, just a, a very, very lackadaisical penalty that you just mm. can't be taking mm. in that type of situation. Florida yep. goes on the power play and they take full advantage of it. And here it is, Steele. At the end of the day, yeah, they did get to Bobrovsky in game four. But this is what happens when you're just not able to bring uh, a level, balanced attack of offense in the postseason. There's just so many factors that kind of balance each other out at this time of year that it's going to be those Martinooks. It's got to be those, you know, the greasy goals. It's got to sometimes be the unsung heroes who got it done for this team over the first two rounds. That just went dry in this Eastern Conference final. And then on the other hand, you have it firing on all cylinders for the Florida Panthers. And I think at the end of the day, for me, they gave it their best. And credit due to a team that I think we also mentioned did dictate play for a good chunk of a number of these games to just get beaten by some timely goals. Bobrovsky again in game four, timely saves. If we're talking about recap here, And for me, headed into the final, the mojo, the confidence, the swagger that this Florida team has now is going to be really tough to beat. And I mentioned it to you just quickly before we jumped on. Vegas Golden Knights haven't even punched their ticket yet, commanding a minus 120 favorite betting odd for that Stanley Cup. Yeah. Plus 110 steal right now. I'm jumping all over the Florida Panthers for fun. They've already punched their ticket. I'm not saying Dallas is coming back. I think we're going to see Vegas, Florida. We might even see that in four games as well. But at plus 110, the Florida Panthers have earned that respect. But more on to the Carolina Hurricanes side of thing after we come Mm -hmm. back from break. We'll break down the roster for next season. There's some interesting UFAs that they're going to have to manage. We're going to break down some fantasy value for some of these pieces that have performed and underperformed. And then I really do want to talk about who the Panthers are better suited to face in the cup final. If you are Paul Maurice and these cats, who do you want to take on? There's some interesting angles on both sides of the fence. But one of the other things that you need to hear about is about our friends at Bird Dogs. Because today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. And you know Steele and I have been absolutely loving our new shorts from Bird Dogs. They fit nice. They're comfortable. They're versatile. You can wear them on the golf course. You can wear them out to dinner. You can wear them out to a business lunch steal. 
They look great, and they make you feel great wearing bird dogs. That stretchy fabric make the legs look amazing, and they're comfier than any other shorts or pants that I wear for real. They give me the freedom to wear one pair of shorts or pants on the course, to the meeting, to a date, like I said, or even hanging out with friends. Aside from Steel and I, though, you know some of these celebs out here, Steel. They're rocking with bird dogs, too. Burt Kreischer, Dave Portnoy, he does the pizza reviews wearing bird dogs and talks about how he might hate the za, but the legs are looking fire in the bird dogs, and you need to be hitting up birddogs.com today and getting yourself at least a couple of pairs. I believe Steel has some extra gym shorts already on order because he's feeling them so much. Make sure you head to birddogs.com today slash LockedOnNHL, and when you enter promo code LockedOnNHL, they're going to throw you in a custom bird dog city style tumbler with every single order. So make sure you don't slip or sleep and head over to birddogs.com today and get swagged out for the summer. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Don't forget, we are free and available on your favorite podcast platform, including YouTube. So make sure you hit the subscribe, hit the follow button, flip and I appreciate all the love, all the support you show us. Every single day, we are going to continue on the topic of the Carolina Hurricanes, what their future holds for next year, fantasy value-wise, what Mm -hmm. their roster is even going to look like. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are going to get to a look ahead of the Stanley Cup Finals as as well. The Florida Panthers, again, we're recording a little bit early right now. So they could, at this point when this episode's published, they could be already facing up against the Vegas Golden Knights or they uh, wait another day. Mm -hmm. Uh, for the Western Conference Finals uh, to to finish up between the Dallas Stars and Vegas Golden Knights. Before we get to the roster real quick, Flip, you know, I do want to just quickly wrap up what we were discussing about the Eastern Conference Finals. Thank you. Uh, And I want to talk about Rod Brindamore and his post-game press conference and exactly what he said. Because to me, he pretty much said word word for word verbatim. What I said after the Panthers, uh, what what I said after the Panthers beat the Leafs in five. Word for Mm. word. Uh, what Rod Brindamore said in the, in his post-game press conference, that's not what happened. We didn't lose four games. We got beat, but we were right there and easily could have been the other way for nothing us. And that's pretty much exactly what I said against the Panthers and Toronto Maple Leafs. It easily could have been the other mm-hmm. way. And, you know, to your comment about the lack of offense, the Carolina Hurricanes did have a lack of offense, but I think it more so showcased the incredible ability of the Florida Panthers and the Carolina Hurricanes defensively in this series because it's not like the Florida Panthers were scoring a ton of goals either they had a game where they won one nothing you know a 2-1 overtime a 3-2 good point lack lack of offense from both sides but uh tremendous tremendous defense from both the Florida Panthers and Mm -hmm. uh and the Carolina Hurricanes and real quick just another weird stat Florida's last eight games in the postseason have been decided by one goal uh, and I think 13 out of 16 have been decided by two goals. So very close games yeah, in every single round so far from Florida. You know, before we continue down the Carolina Hurricanes path, because we're going to talk about the Florida Panthers and tee up whoever <laughs> they take on in the Stanley Cup final in extreme detail before the Cup final drops. So make sure you're tuned and tapped into the show for the rest of next week. But... The Florida Panthers, no one is going to talk about it if they win a cup. They might not even be talking about it now. They were down 3-1 to the Boston. Yeah. You know, and I even had to check myself the other day, Steele, and I watch way too much hockey and make too many hockey bets. And I had to even go, wait a second. (laughs) 
they were absolutely on the brink. And if not for, again, shocker, Matthew Kachuk, arguably yep. now the most valuable fantasy hockey piece in the NHL. I don't think we need, we can eat, you know, you were saying that last year he was already on the bubble. Brady Kachuk, his brother was on the bubble too. I think, oh, there I go dropping my pen because I'm all excited here. But Matthew Kachuk, anyway, that's a whole other sidebar. But back to the Carolina Hurricanes steal. The, they, the well runs dry a little bit. And Rob Brindamore, we love it. We love the goaltending situation. But that's where I want to start headed in the next season here. And, you know, shout out to Cap Friendly. Ranta, UFA. Freddie, UFA. And I want your take on what this goaltending situation means for the fantasy value of my boy, Piotr Korchekov. Because they're going to have to run out some sort of combination. I don't think they're ready to just throw over the reins to a rookie goaltender who at times last year had his struggles. So they're going to have to bring back one of the vets. I don't know who you think makes the most sense. To me, it's clear in a way, Freddie, and you let Ranta go. But hit me with your take on now that we're – let's look forward to this Carolina Hurricanes roster. Yeah, there's – you know, obviously when you're looking at the uh, cap friendly right now and the Carolina Hurricanes salary cap issues, you know, there's a lot to be done. There's a lot of UFAs and RFAs over the next year or two. I don't Mm. think they have to do quite as much this year. They obviously can if they want to. But you're right. Besides Jesperi Jesperi Kokniemi, Fyodor Kochetkov, and Andrei Svechnikov, those are the only three players that got locked up for more than two years. Everyone else – is either on the last year of their contract or they're already, uh, yeah, a U- they're going to be mm-hmm. a UFA or an RFA. So they don't technically have to They do did sign Kochekov to that extension, but up front, you're totally accurate. Yeah, no, I, I, I did say Kochekov. Oh, my bad. My bad, my bad. You know, them, you know me in the years, pal. <laughs> but yeah, those are the only three players Carolina has signed up for yep. two plus yep. years right now. They got a lot of UFAs. They got a lot of RFAs. Again, mm-hmm. I think... Mm-hmm. The main priority for the Hurricanes this offseason is re-signing Frederick Anderson and Max Pacioretty. I think those are the two guys you want to re-sign as soon as possible. Again, I'm with you in the sense they probably let Auntie Ranta go. If somehow Mm -hmm. they can manage their cap and get Auntie Ranta and Frederick Anderson to sign a little bit cheaper and get those three goalies again for next year... That would be fantastic. Yeah. I don't think they'll I go that route. It. I think Auntie yeah, Ronta will it. probably want a little bit more money. Uh, and mm-hmm. then after and he's earned Anderson, it. Yeah, he has earned it. Definitely has because he's been a reliable backup who can be a starter mm-hmm. when you need him to. Mm-hmm. So after Frederick Anderson and after uh, Max Pacioretty, those are the two guys. I think right behind those two are Jesper Fast and Jordan Stahl. I think those two guys will take you know very team-friendly deals Jordan Stahl is going to want to remain a Carolina Hurricane. He's been the captain the last few years, taking it over for his brother Eric Stahl when he got traded or left the team a few years or you know a while back now. But I think after Anderson Patch Ready, it's Jesper Fast and Jordan Stahl. And then again, you've got five guys on entry-level contracts. Jack Drury, Seth Jarvis, Ryan Suzuki Z- uh, up front. So they've mm-hmm. got guys on entry-level contracts right now. Again, maybe you let Auntie Ronta and Shane Gossespair walk. Um, so you yeah, you got to think they extra. let Gossespair yeah, walk got, after how know, soft he little, was. Create a little extra cap space for those guys. But mm-hmm. truly, again, I don't think it's going to be a very busy summer for them. But it will be the summer of 2024. They'll have so much on their plate to do. So maybe they just get it out of the way. 
You know, they've got to they've got to re-sign Sebastian Aho, Martin Nakash, Tivo Terabinen, Jordan Martinuk, Seth Jarvis, and Jack Drury again will be mm-hmm. at, at the end of their entry level contract. And those are top priority guys that you need to resign and, and are the, the future of the Carolina Hurricanes. And this is a volatile situation here, Steele. That's what I wanted to leave it at because mm-hmm. now you're you're looking at, hey, Kochekov is worth a look now. He's earned that right to – now you have to kind of give him a shot. You had your aging veterans hold you down. Contracts are up. Now you have to kind of look to the future a little bit. So that makes sense to me in the crease. But all the things that we're saying, I think, to me, the main takeaway is we have to be wary with some of these fantasy pieces on this Carolina Hurricanes team. As much as the back end is still going to be solid, some of those core pieces are going to be solid. And, hey, if they run back Kochekov and Anderson, I'm kind of intrigued to see what that tandem can do. But I think my main thing that I also wanted to say was we know how good that Metro division has been and how good it will be next season. Mm-hmm. As much as there's some teams in flux in the Atlantic, I think we know the Rangers are going to be coming back heavy. Pittsburgh is retooling both on and off the ice. They're not going to be bad for long. You know, Sid's going to push for another cup. So I think the Carolina Hurricanes need to be careful and we need to be careful with the fantasy value of some of these players. But yeah. you made a really good point of, Sebastian Ajo in a contract year. Nick Cash in a, in a contract year. Seth Jarvis looking to make the first money of his career. Yeah. I love players that we already like at a young point in their career, ready to prove those prove me situations steal. Am I going to say every single guy with their contract up is going to go off? No, but it happens all the time. And I'll bet you of those three guys that I just mentioned, at least two go off to make themselves some big time money coming up. So anyway, Seth Jarvis, you know, I had to get that little plug in there. I was, I was just about to say so, Seth Jarvis. I am excited for hey, him next year. I was he a little early. Seth I was a little Jarvis, early on Jarvis last year. My hype was a little early, but you can see it's coming. You, Flip, you saw something that a lot of us didn't see from the get go. We knew Appreciate that he was going to be, he is a talented player, but you were right on this guy from the start, from the start. Uh, so kudos to you, but I am excited about Seth Jarvis. I Me thought too. he was incredible. I thought he was fantastic five the goals, entire five postseason. I thought, season. again, at, how old is he right now? He's 21 20. years old, turning 21. 22. Yeah. He's got a bright future. He looks great. Yep. Him with Martin Nakash and obviously Sebastian Ajo. They get Andre Sveshnikov back yep. next year. The team's mm-hmm. going to look real quick, though, before we move over to uh, a look yeah, ahead of the Stanley play? Cup Finals. Yep. Real quick, though, and – I, I even hate that I'm bringing this up. I Uh-oh. hate that I'm asking this question. Uh-oh. But obviously, we've seen already a few coaching changes in the NHL. We've seen a yes. few general manager situations We're throughout see the years. A lot more. Regarding the Carolina Hurricanes and Rod Brindamore, because mm-hmm. I love this coach. He's, again, right up there with Me Paul too. Maurice, one of my favorite coaches in the NHL. He's mm-hmm. been the head coach for five years now of the Carolina Hurricanes. He played mm-hmm. 10 seasons with the Hurricanes. He's won a Stanley Cup. Even the general manager, Don Waddell, he's been with the team for five years now as general manager. He's with the team for nine years as president. Do you make a coaching change going into the offseason? Like, I know he has this historic, uh, oh. you know, background with the Carolina Hurricanes. You know, he's been to two conference, conference finals. He's been mm. to three conference semifinals. 
And he just hasn't been able to get to the Stanley Cup in the five years he's been with Carolina. He's done a fantastic job too. He's been with the, he's been with them that long. Eh? This is his been, fifth he, season behind the bench. This this was his fifth season with the Carolina Hurricanes. The last three years, he's finished Ooh. top of the metro, metropolitan Ooh. division, and he's been in the playoffs all five years. So he's doing an incredible job. He's getting deep playoff runs. Just yeah. can't get to the Stanley Cup Finals and and, and eventually win it. Here's an interesting little wrinkle. Because when teams can't get it done, Steele, and they want to turn the page, I look to the draft stock. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they're obviously okay. going to want to let a new coaching staff and a new GM yeah. staff make their imprint on the squad and have a look at the draft cupboard for the Carolina Hurricanes over the next three seasons. It's stocked full. Yeah. How about next season? They have their first four rounds. They have two fifth rounders and two sixth rounders. And then next draft, four picks in the first three rounds if you're gonna do it you do it now but my answer would be no because i really don't hang any of this on the coach where there were some questionable situations this year up in the front office either i don't think so i think it came down to just a bit unlucky with this team with the injuries um and i hate to say that they, they caught a hot team and they and they caught a really hot team but they just they're they have to wake up for next season, right? Because my yeah. my late my leash with them is gonna be shorter next year. I'm mm-hmm. okay with the way that they went out this year. Yeah, they go out with a whimper in the Eastern Conference final, but those numbers indicated that yeah. they really were right there. So my long answer, really, really long steal. I run back with Brindamore for sure for at least one more year. I, I'm there. Let with the you. guy have I, his full. That's roster, why. That's why know? I even. I, that's why I even hated bringing up the question because I'm there with you. I think you run it back with Brendan Moore. He's meant so much to Carolina, and he's been an unreal coach, one of the best coaches uh, over the right, last right. five years, and just been doing a fantastic job. We are going to get to the Stanley Cup Finals look ahead, but real quick, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA and NHL playoffs right now. Because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. It's the easiest and safest sports betting app on the market. They have great promotions every day. And Flip and I especially love using the popular same-game parlay feature for all the hottest and all the spiciest parlays you can think of for today's games. There's no better place to bet all the playoff action than America's number one sports book. Visit, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Don't forget we are free and available on your favorite podcast platform, including YouTube. Make sure you hit the subscribe, hit the follow button. We appreciate the love and support every single day. Flip, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to assume at this point Mm. it's Florida versus Vegas. I know we're going to look at both comparisons for both teams, but it's probably the Vegas Golden Knights and the Florida Panthers uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals is what it seems like. Florida's first Stanley Cup Finals since 1996. And if it is Vegas in the Stanley Cup, it's their first visit there since 2018. Their first so, again, short yeah, short history for the Vegas Golden Knights, but it's been mm-hmm. five years already since they lost the Washington Capitals in the Stanley Cup Finals. 
What are your thoughts on the Stanley Cup Finals this year? This, again, very – this is not what we expected. It's not what we expected. It's unorthodox. Is it good <laughs> for some of the smaller markets in the NHL? And I don't mean any disrespect to South Florida or to Vegas, who are clearly quite rabid. By the way, whole total mm-hmm. sidebar. The Miami Heat are about to upset the Boston Celtics. Yeah. South, South Florida's a party steal. <laughs> you might need to take a plane back to Ontario and we'll have to bust down to Florida. Or maybe I'll meet you there because it's about to be a sports party in South <laughs> Beach. That's a whole other situation. But the situation that's at hand, realistically, yes. It's the Vegas Golden Knights against the Florida Panthers. But for the sake of us, actually... And still, for the people still listening, shout out to all those folks holding us down. We will be here all summer, by the way, people, and Mm -hmm. helping you with your draft. So stay tuned in. I think that the Dallas Stars, of course, they've been outplayed by the Vegas Golden Knights. But when you look at the two games the Panthers played against the Dallas Stars this year, they got dusted aside. Dallas scored 11 goals against the Panthers in two games. And I know that's a small sample size. And if we're here to talk about who they're better suited to play, I think for sure, like just on paper, the bigger rough and tumble team of the Vegas Golden Knights is going to pose a bigger issue for this Florida Panthers squad. So I think realistically, if I was the Panthers, I'd want to play the Dallas Stars, especially with all the confidence you're seeing from the Vegas Golden Knights right now, Steele. But here it is for me. If the Florida Panthers did all of what they've done, magic, Matthew Kachuk's energy. By the way, that barn was rocking in South Florida last night. Absolutely rocking. And to see Kachuk, Keith Kachuk, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid now, Steel. I want to see them keep (laughs) winning. But here it is. If Bob runs dry and Kachuk's clutch scoring, Vegas is going to come in here and take this cup for their own because they're ready to win. And they've had all of the things go against them. So I think we have Cinderella story in a certain way for Vegas, better team on paper, and a Cinderella story about to go toe-to-toe, and that's really going to make, for me, as much as it is under the radar and underrated, I'm pretty excited for this final. I'm very excited for this final. You know, it's funny, like, my my mom's from Florida. She was born and raised in Fort Lauderdale, and I've okay. never seen it. I've, I've never seen her watch more hockey than I have this Amazing. postseason with the Florida Panthers. She's loving it right Love now. That. So I might have to hop on that. You know, band Why not? the Florida Panthers uh, uh, heading into the Stanley Cup Finals. I actually, I'm on the opposite side of you. I think it's an easier matchup against the okay. Vegas Golden Knights than okay. the Dallas Stars. I was looking at a few of their head-to-head situations here. Uh, two and two in their uh, tied the tied the season series this year. Two and two, uh, lots of penalties, physical games. I think the Florida Panthers have a team where they can get under the skin of some of their top players like Petrangelo on the mm-hmm. back end, uh, you know, Marcia so or Mark stone on the up front. What I'm really excited about though, uh, is the, is the competition between Jack Eichel and Matthew Kachuk. I think this is going mm-hmm. to be phenomenal. We're talking about Jack Eichel, second overall pick in 2015 Kachuk sixth overall pick in 2016. And it's to, to me, it's funny enough that, Eichel, who was traded in November of 2021, Kachuk, who was traded in July of 2022, 
now are both finding themselves probably in the Stanley Cup Finals. I like Again, the parallels you're drawing here. Re- recording a little bit early, but I'm just assuming the Vegas Golden Knights are in No, there no, now. no. Let's go. Come on. They're going to probably sweep. Like- they're probably going to sweep, with that, especially without Jamie Benn in this situation. But yeah, the competition between Jack Eichel and Matthew Chuck, to me, you know, Matthew Chuck, a top 10 fantasy player now. Eichel, probably at least a second round fantasy draft pick. Uh, at least I would put him that high. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you would. I, I know I would. I'm not sure. You Maybe you think third round. Third He's, round hey, th- these are all the conversations that we're going to have. And I was also just going to say, save some of your bullets in the chamber because <laughs> we're going to have to talk in depth about this Stanley Cup final mm-hmm. and break it all down from every single angle because it warrants it every year. But especially this year, because I think because of all these step outs performances steal, even from some of the players on some of the teams that have just been left on the cutting room floor, you know, I like to say that it's going to mean certain things for next year's fantasy draft that are either going to be real, right? Like we're going to have to jump on some of these pieces. Like I think Jack Eichel, we can both agree. It's Mm -hmm. real. He's back, baby. He's going to be a good fantasy piece, top two, maybe three rounds, but some of these might be fugazis. You know what I'm saying? They might be some fakes here still. So we'll break all of that down, but yeah, save some of this, uh vegas hopefully and florida preview for monday's episode because you know we'll be back in a big way baby we will be back in a big way stanley cup finals right around the corner right around the weekend one final little tidbit about this florida panthers action they have been outshot by their opponents three times oh wait sorry sorry they've only out They've outshot their opponents three Only. times out of the Got 16 it. games this postseason. Here he is. But they actually, funny enough, they outshot the Vegas Golden Knights in every single game in the regular season. Dang. So, something to look forward to a little bit, a little caveat there Tease. as well. Tease. Tease for next episode on Monday. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Again, make sure you're tuning in Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning Eastern time is when you can find all of our episodes. You can find it on your favorite podcast platform and on YouTube. So hit the subscribe, hit the follow button. We appreciate all the love, all the support you show us every single day. Have a great day, a good weekend out there. Good luck with all your bets. And we shall see you back here again on Monday. Happy Memorial Day to all of those south of the border. Peace.